Welcome to the Human Conversation Podcast with Jules White, the real dragon slayer, author and entrepreneur sales coach. Tune in weekly for human conversation about business and sales. Enjoy business expert interviews, educational episodes and virtual cuppers with entrepreneur business owners. So grab yourself a cuppa and enjoy. Here is your host, Jules White. So welcome everybody to the Human Conversation. I've got a fabulous lady with me. She is called Angie Dooling and she is a consultant conveyancer. I just have to quickly look down and make sure I say that properly because it's a posh title that one. And she works for a company called Setfords. Now, hello Angie, welcome to the podcast. Hello Jules, thanks for inviting me. It's so lovely to have you on here. I'll tell the listeners a little bit about how we've met and everything as we chat. But first of all, let's just talk about the Setfords thing, because I really like this. It's very interesting. So tell us your relationship to Setfords. Okay, so for a a great many years, I've worked in a high street um, firm, um, tied to a desk from nine till five frightened to go out of the office or do anything else out of the ordinary. Um, And I stumbled across the firm called Setfords, who are a firm of solicitors. They're rather large. Um, We've got um, about 300, I think, conveyances that work for them at the moment. Um, But we all work from home. We're all self-employed. So now I'm in charge of my own time, my own diary. the the clients that I can um, help with their move process. So it's a much better um, way of working for me. It sounds great. And you were just telling me before we started recording how much it can potentially cost if you were just to set up your own office as an independent solicitor. What sort of figures was that you said? So if if I was to set up on my own, um, I was looking at a figure of around about 50,000 to get my premises, to get my staff, um, my accounts package, my indemnity insurance, because that's huge, especially when you're setting up on your own. Um, Compared to what I've done, you know, I've paid about 1500 pounds to get myself set up with the computer system, the desk and everything, no additional costs. Um, so it's, it's just a much better way of working. The stress has just come right down um, and the flexibility is there. So I can, you know, I've got five grandchildren, so I can help with grandchildren. I'm dog sitting. He might be in the background. Um, <laughs> so that's because of the pandemic and it's still ongoing. So I've, I'm looking after him at the moment. Um, he's my son's dog. So, yeah, it's, I wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. And I mean, equally, that's also the the mental health piece let's just say for you alone you know when you think about what you've just said life was like and then now this new life where you're completely in control working from home really doing the hours you want to do in a sense but equally I think that kind of that personal service and customer experience side of it means you can do that the way you want to do it yeah, absolutely. I'm not tied to anything anymore. You know, if I, um, as an example, if I want to go and see a client, um, when you're in conveyancing, you, the clients come and see you. 
you know, they come into the office at an appointed time and they come and see you. Quite often in the office, um, they'll just pop in and expect to see you and things, but you might be with another client, but they always come to see you. But the flexibility I've got is that I can now go and see clients. And especially if they're elderly, and a lot of my clients are elderly, um, it's nice to be able to say to them, look, just stay where you are. I'll come and see you. Don't worry, the clock isn't running. Um, I will come and see you. I'll get the papers signed. We'll have a chat. And, you know, they feel much more relaxed. It's a much better relationship between the, um, the lawyer and the client. I think as well, when you look at things like conveyancing, basically, isn't it one of the most stressful and painful things to do in your yeah. life is to move house? Um, yeah. and, and I think one of the stigmas attached to it is the solicitor's fees and how long they take to do what they need to take. You know, and that's just yeah. a fact, isn't it? That's a general fact. So isn't it lovely for you to be able to be in that market with a, a slightly different offering? Well, you kind of bust a myth, don't you really, Angie? Yeah, it's just really nice to be able to say and have that flexibility with clients that they can come to me, I can come to them. Either way, we're all just aiming to get a job done. They've asked me to buy a house for them or maybe sell a house. And most people, when they buy and sell a house, it, it can be a happy occasion. It can be because they, you know, want to move to a bigger premises. But a lot of the time it's, it's got a sadness around it um, where they might have a death in the family or they might have separated. Um, a whole different ethos on to, you know, why they're selling and, and how you react in that way. Oh, I mean, you're talking my language because as a sales consultant and a sales trainer, you know, I always say, step into the world of your buyer. You know, this is my big thing, isn't it? And you've just done that completely in that sentence, just understanding exactly the different scenarios of the people that you're dealing with. I love that so much. So I've got a question for you. Um, when you left school, did you know what you wanted to be? Oh, gosh. Well, I grew up as a forces child. So I was what was officially called a pads brat. So um, it's, it's the name that they gave to the army soldiers. We lived in Germany and I lived in Germany till I was 16 when I come back to the UK. So I'd been a pads brat for all of those years. And of course, I'd gone to so many different schools because we really stayed in one place for maybe two years. Um, and then we moved on somewhere else. Um, so I've gone to a lot of different schools. I gave up on school. It, you know, I, by the time I'd got to another one, I didn't really, they were on a different topic. I didn't know where they were. So I just thought, well, I've, I don't know what I'm doing. So when I left school, I didn't have very much of, by way of education. Um, and what I did do was I became a dental nurse because I just stumbled into that. It was a job that was advertised. I went and they liked me, so said, yes, you can come. I had no experience. Um, and it was, it's funny as well, because when I lived in Germany, I grew up as a child, the, the German way. So when I come back, I had to learn all, it, it sounds weird, but I had to learn how the English live yeah. rather than how the Germans live. And although I'd lived in an English community, we were all in army camps, but it, it, to me, it was like a completely different thing, dealing with the English money um, and just dealing with the English personalities as well it was it was a very strange thing um so i went to a police station because i really wanted to be a police lady 
and I filled in my form and um, uh, took it in to ask them if they'd, you know, put it forward. And I was told on the desk that it won't be handed in because I'm just too small. <laughs> See, I kind of knew this story a little bit because you mentioned it the other night. So I knew what was coming and I, I am chuckling. But of course, that was quite serious back then. That is the sort of stuff that people did. And I've got a story for you because I wanted to be an air hostess. And goodness knows why, but I think it was the uniform more than anything, if I'm really honest. And I applied to Monarch Airways, or airlines, who were based down in Luton here. Uh -huh. And I was told I couldn't be an air hostess because I wasn't tall enough. <laughs> so how funny is that? I mean, can you imagine that today, Angie? I know, with everything else. Yeah, I just, it, you know, you see the policemen walking ar around now and it's, I'm actually taller than you. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. So, so obviously you're in this police station thinking, well, for goodness sake, you know, did it, it I'm thinking that's connected to law. Was, was something then sparked about being a solicitor? Yeah, I didn't really um, have any idea about a solicitor side of it because I just thought I could be a policeman. Lots of people are policemen. We had, we did in those days have lots of police people. Um, and I thought that would be quite easy to get into. I'd just do the police exams and then I, I'd get in. That was my thinking. Um, and he suggested that I go to a um, careers advisor. And we just don't have those these days. But no. We had an office and there was a careers advisor in there. And I went along to um, to see her. I made an appointment, obviously, and went along to see her. And you have to do a questionnaire of yes, no, yes, no. Um, and when we finished the questionnaire, she said, well, I suggest you go into law. And it's like, well, I've just been to the police station. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, they and she said, no, I mean to, you know, be in the legal side, the other side. So be a lawyer. And um, I, I said, well, how, how do I do that? Um, so I had to get a law degree and the only way to do that was to go back to school. How, how did you feel about going back to school when, well actually let me take a step back, having moved around so much and really lost your way with school, what was the impact of that while you were at school? Did you find that quite difficult? Yeah, I just, I thought that there was something mentally wrong with me oh. because I could not keep up. And each um, time I went into the classes, it's like, I, I don't know what you're doing. And they weren't explaining, because in those days, um, it was quite a harsh environment. They weren't, you know, they didn't pamper to you, so to speak. Mm. Um, and it was a case of, well, just just go out of the class. And if you don't know what we're doing, you know, just they weren't interested. So I did go back to college. I didn't think I'd get anywhere with the college because I just didn't ever, I didn't have that much, ex well, I had a lot of experience with learning, but it wasn't a positive experience. Yeah. yeah. And then I was quite surprised when I got my, um, had to get uh, GCSEs and O-levels in those days, uh, CSEs and O-levels. Yeah. And I was quite surprised that I'd got them and I'd got them quite easy. And I thought, how did that happen? How, how did I just suddenly do that? Um, so then I did embark on the law degree because I thought, well, if I can get the O-levels that I never thought I'd be able to get, then I can definitely do the law degree. And I did. So, um, yeah, just done a four-year journey on the law degree. Oh, you just did a four-year journey. <laughs> so 
that's so simple. I think it's so wonderful to hear people who have had a difficult start in education like you had, to just have that resilience to go back and try again. That's the first thing that always amazes me. And the fact that when you did try again, how good you were at it, really. Um, and then from there, you've got this brilliant opportunity to have a career in law as a solicitor. I mean, this is, yeah. this is great, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So it's, it's just a really nice um, experience. I thought when I got my very first job um, in the law, that, you know, I, I, I'd made it really. It was an amazing opportunity to have it. And I was so lucky to be given the opportunity. But 20 something years later, you just sort of reflect on it and think it's it's not I'm I have to be there at a certain time I have to leave at a certain time I have to have my lunch at a certain time um, I have to see a lot more clients than is actually physical a lot of the people are incredibly stressed in the office um, there's a lot of tears mm. um, you know and that's a reality because you are expected to turn make a certain turnover um, and it's quite often unrealistic. Sounds like a really harsh world, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people very happy doing it, but I feel that the way I've gone now, um, I'm not meeting anybody else's expectations other than my own. But I have realised that by doing that, I have a lot more to offer. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Without question, it kind of releases... Uh, everything I think doesn't it and I don't know if somehow your world gets bigger doesn't it when you yeah. start to run your own business so yeah. yes there's an element of fear and stress involved in it of course there is but when you really explore that world it's quite an exciting place I think so I think yeah. I think you feel the same from our yes. passions yeah. Yeah. yeah so we met uh, in Swindon correct? We did we did. I I was uh, I came down from the NEC where I'd been at an exhibition. I drove all the way down for an evening talk to this wonderful group of men and women who worked for Utility Warehouse. That's right. And in that audience was you. Was. <laughs> yes, I was sitting in there. So I met you a little bit beforehand because you're obviously the organisers were Anna and Paul and you were very close to them as well. So we had a drink and I think you had a bite to eat and everything. So we had a little chat anyway. Um, and, you know, you just ooze this beautiful warmth, Angie, when you first meet you, you know, you really do. You're oh, lovely. You. It, it was really nice. It was like I'd known you forever. And then I did my talk and then I think we did have an exchange and then I went home, you went home. Then I launched my High Street membership on the 1st of September. And we are also connected on Facebook at the time. And all of a sudden, um, you've joined the membership, which I do want to talk about with you in a minute. But tell me a bit about Utility Warehouse in between, because that's okay. another additional thing that obviously you were doing. And are you still doing that now? I am still doing it now, yeah. So um, as what we call a side hustle, I embarked, seven years ago, I embarked on um, Utility Warehouse, which is an entrepreneur um, journey, really. Um, and I've with doing that, you it opens you up to an awful lot of personal development. And although I'd had the studying, that was law books, I hadn't had any um, introduction to personal development at all. And it's huge. And I think it changed me as a person. 
Um, it's allowed me to cope with family situations. Mm. Um, and it's also just given me an extra insight into me, who I am. And, um, and it makes you realize that there's a lot more out there. And I put personal development down to the reason I ended up walking away from the high street. Because it, it makes you realize that you're, um, you're building somebody else's dream. You're working so hard, you're building somebody else's dream. You're still getting your salary. And you know, when I first joined the law, I thought it was amazing. I was having a fantastic salary. It was, it was just brilliant. But then when I think about how much I'm bringing in for a firm and how much they're actually paying me, what they're paying me doesn't equate. Mm. You know, it, it doesn't have an impact on there. Um, so I, that's when I did realize that I actually am building somebody else's dream. I'm working incredibly hard to do that and life's too short. And it's not all about money. It's about just feeling happy in yourself, I think. Yeah, I love that. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. So yeah. Utility Warehouse gives you a kind of formula where it's, again, it's your own business, your own little yeah. business, isn't it? Yeah, uh, and the support around you is is actually huge with utility warehouse. Yeah. And I know a lot of the network marketing type of businesses do support people. I get that, but I think utility warehouse do it in a really good personal development way. I like what I see them do. You know, yeah. from my experience yeah. with them, and I've spoken a couple of times at their events now. So. Um, I really like that formula. So um, how was it building a utility warehouse business having been a solicitor for so many years? Yeah, so building a utility warehouse business um, is a similar sort of process because, you know, you, you have to be able to speak to people and you're helping people. And what I do nine to five day job is helping people. So the utility warehouse, I'm helping people to save money or to embark on their own um, journey of um, maybe they want to do it as a career. Maybe they just want to do it as alongside what they already do. But the support network, as you mentioned, it's huge. It, we've made so many amazing friends, Anna and Paul, as you mentioned, yeah. um, and loads, loads more, loads more. Um, and it, it's just a really lovely environment. And it, they just embrace everybody that comes into it. Um, and yeah, I've now got the flexibility to do both businesses alongside each other. Yeah. And when I was working in the office, I was very conscious um, if I ever mentioned Utility Warehouse, I was very conscious that it wasn't the right thing to be doing. Mm. And it's really interesting because I thought I was going to say to you, you know, can you run both those businesses together? And you've just clearly said they actually complement each other in that yeah. you can still do that so isn't that great yeah it is we've got lots of people coming on board who um just want to earn some extra money i mean we're in a pandemic at the moment mm. people are being made redundant people are uncertain but by helping themselves and helping their friends and families they're able to earn some money alongside as well yeah it's it's great and it's you know, it's energy, isn't it? It's the um, utility warehouse covers all your energy in the home. What's the other yeah. things that you cover? Yeah, there? So we do all of your essential services. So your um, it's gas, electric, phone, broadband, mobiles, home insurance, boiler care cover. It's an extending list that's going on. Um, so yeah, but we put it all under one bill. 
So you haven't got lots of direct debits going out. You've got just the one direct debit. Um, and at the moment, we have just been awarded which utility brand of the year for 2020. Wow. So that's the second time we've had that accolade. So it is a company that you can trust your mum to use. Yeah, I love that. Trust your mum to use. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. And then there's also benefits, isn't there? If you're really smart, you can kind of get cashbacks and benefits and vouchers and all that, can't you? Yeah, you can. So everyday shopping, even throughout the pandemic, I've been saving on the everyday shopping because we've got 2,000 stores online. So the idea is, is that you might have a bill of maybe £100 a month, but you might only pay £70 or £80 because you've done your shopping, which you were going to do anyway. And by doing that shopping, you've got some money off your household bill. So it's everyday spend. You're going to be spending it anyway. You're just now reducing your household bill. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it's huge. So with the shopping that's gone online, you know, I've, yeah. I've turned all of mine online. Yeah. And you just use your cashback card and um, reduce your bills. Yeah. It's a win-win. Well, I think probably we need to have a chat sometime because I am a utility warehouse customer and I do not use all of the services that I can. There you go. I'll put it out there live on air. Um, so I think I, it's about time probably that I uh, had some accountability, Angie. So maybe yeah. you can yeah. help me with that. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. But... In terms of then uh, us obviously staying connected, which has been lovely, and then in, on the 1st of September, I launched this membership, which you know I haven't really promoted on my podcast, and I haven't talked about it that much uh, in, in this environment. But I want to with you, because you've come on board. A, it was a lovely surprise, because I didn't really know that you were going to, but suddenly you were like, well, you know, when can I join and how do I join? And I was like, oh my goodness, I remember Angie. You came in, um, I think pre-1st of September, actually, you were just slightly yeah. early. And you have absolutely smashed everything in the membership. You're doing all the lessons, you're doing all the quizzes, you're collecting all the points you can collect. Mm -hmm. um, you're coming to all of the live events. And the thing is, I understand not every member can do that. I get it. But you're just this perfect member in that you're just lapping everything up. And for me, as the person who's creating this content, it's really something special, Angie. So I'd just love to know, well, what's the story of why you joined and how you're finding it? Well, when I was invited to the talk, we have lots and lots of talks with Utility Warehouse. Um, we have lots of people come on stage, they tell us their stories, they give us some training. So much of it is, is personal development. So when we were invited um, to come to Paul and Anna's training in Swindon, um, you know, we, we knew we were going to go. We, it was just, we didn't know who you were. But we knew we were going to go and we knew that because of the history that we've had we've got with utility warehouse we were going to be in for something really really interesting and both mike who's my husband and myself sat there just in complete awe because you were talking from your heart you were doing just how we do you were talking you had no airs or graces you were just talking as a normal person and you were stunning you your whole story was amazing you were stunning. So I made sure that when I left there, I could follow you on something. 
which is, um, I think I then stumbled across you on the Facebook, because I'm not that good on Facebook, but I found it, and it was like, <laughs> I know who that lady is, I want to follow her. Um, so I was following you on there, and that's when I found out about the um, Live It, Love It, Sell It. Um, and it was like, yes, I'm going to be part of that, and I'm very glad I have. I think it goes along hand in hand, and the reason I've embarked on it so well is because it does what we do with Utility Warehouse. It's the, it's the personal development, it's understanding who you are, how you can succeed in your business and how you can move forward. And now that I'm working on my own as a consultant, there's lots of opportunities open for me. And this is really helping to pave a way to make sure I do things in the right manner um, and in, with the right process really, mm. because it's a, it's a big world in the legal world and if you don't get it right you're not really going to succeed yeah. you have to make sure that you get it right you have to make sure you know who your market is you have to make sure you know who you are and what you've got to offer um, to be able to get the clients that you want to get at the end of the day yeah. and it's it's really really helping I love so that Oh, well, thank you. You're just brilliant. I love watching you and, and I love seeing you've done another lesson. And Because I've, what I've really tried to do with the lessons is make them into really easy uh, video, uh, 10 to 15 minute type lessons so that they're not too heavy. But equally, I know you could listen to it as an audio if you hadn't got time to watch it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, Because so I know something you said to me once that you, you listen in the mornings or something, you said... <laughs> I, I put it on in the morning, um, either whilst I'm getting dressed or whilst I'm walking the dog, because I walk him at about half six every morning. So yeah. one or the other, it's, it's on. And if I haven't got a, um, a training from you, I will go on to a YouTube and I will get a YouTube um, training. There's lots and lots of people that I look at on YouTube. Yeah, it's great. And obviously, the, I set it up as a high street which is a bit ironic, isn't it? Because you talk about the high street having worked in the solicitors on the high street. Um, and I set it up as a high street because of my dad. And he ran the local news agents and sweet shop when I was a little girl, you know. So it's, it's, although it wasn't on a high street, it was actually on a local shopping precinct, which was a bit different. But the whole principle of me making it all about shops I think for me just made it so much more exciting and I was so engaged with it because it was almost like dad was with me while I was doing it you know and um, and I, I'm wondering how that feels to you as the member having it in that format. Yeah I was a bit nervous at first because I thought well if it's shops I'm not looking at a shop I'm, I'm a law office so I, I remember um, emailing and saying can I do it if I'm doing a law office but it actually is anybody you don't actually have to be on a high street to be doing this it is anybody if you want to to gauge how to set your business and how to make sure that you're going in the right direction um you need training from somebody who knows what they're doing and that's you well thank you <laughs> well, thank you yeah i mean it's more the theme of it than actually you having a physical shop isn't it so yeah. it was I think I just wanted it to feel like it was um, 
a bit of a place to go. And some of these memberships are, all, all do very similar things because actually they're great things to do. You know, every membership probably follows a very similar pattern, but when you've got a theme with it, sometimes it feels like it's a bit different, you know, so. Yeah, because we've got the opticians as well, haven't we? Yes. Um, we've all got our own um, shops yes. in there where we can yes. all advertise. Yes. And I love the bit where we can, um, everybody's got a, a different learning pattern. So everybody does things in their own way, suited to their own environment. Um, but personal development isn't just a 15 minute um, uh, training or a podcast or anything. It really is all about um, developing yourself as a person. And there's so many more things. So you, you've opened the bookshop, so yeah. everybody can go on and put their um, books that have helped them on their journey. And you might think you've got lots of books in your library, but then you stumble across somebody else's and you think, oh, I've never seen that. Yeah. And so you go and, you know, you read that. And, and that's a great learning thing as well. It is really, really good. Um, I've got to get used to the Facebook side of it yet because I'm not, that's the coffee shop side. Um, it is, and yet you're in there regularly and you comment and everything so actually you're really prominent in there so even if you think you're not quite used to it it looks like you're a seasoned professional the way you come, <laughs> come in and out of there <laughs> oh I didn't realize <laughs> so you're doing it well <laughs> I thought I might have to go on from the um the live it love it sell it one I didn't realize it was just see I'm, I'm technology and you're just not yeah, right. but if you, what it is, is um, originally when you first join, you go through to the Facebook group from the WordPress site. So from the website where the actual membership's based, that's where you go through. Once you're part of that Facebook group, you could go straight into it from Facebook if you're ever on Facebook. So it is easily okay. accessible, but it's a private group. So unless you remember, you can't see it. So okay that's, that's obviously what i'm doing on there but it's lovely to see the other people that are with us as well on the journey and to hear their stories and to see you know everybody on the face of it people think oh they're really successful you know how do they do it but the reality is is everybody's human and everybody's got a story and everybody got there in a certain way um and it's really interesting to see that we're all just we're normal and yeah. our journeys are part of who we are. It's not something to think, oh, well, I grew up in Germany and I didn't really have anything and I didn't really know. You've, you've got to make that, that's in my past. Yeah. So now I'm moving forward. How do I move forward? It's also part of your story as well, which, is, which makes it interesting when you use it in a positive way. Because for me, part of the story of you being in Germany is actually the fact that school was really tough for you because of that moving round, and yet you went back, yes. you got your CSEs yes. and O-levels, because I did O-levels and CSEs, and then you went on and got a law degree. Well, I mean, that's huge, and that's a big part of your story, so I love that. I really do. And I think, I think the other thing I love is the box office side of the high street, where we can actually have live events and when I say live of course they're online they're on zoom because that's our life now isn't it but the live events mean that we can meet up and have other guest experts who who can bring other elements of business yes. I don't I don't know about um, and equally you get a slot as a member which you can do soon Angie where you tell us all about you and your story and that's where you know like you say it gets exciting doesn't it 
Yeah, it does. I mean, we've had some great speakers on there, haven't we? I mean, we've only been going, what, a month or oh, so? Yeah, yeah. And, um, and it's, you know, I, I just love it. I set up, uh, as soon as I saw the box office, I just went in and oh, that one, I'll do that one, I'll do that one. <laughs> um, and just, just embraced it all because it's, again, it's different people bringing different things to the table. Yeah. And you've got to be open and just, you know, it, it might resonate with you. It might not. It might have something to do with what you're doing. It might not. But I'm sure that even if it's in the might not category, you're going to get some really good nuggets yeah. regardless. You've just got to involve and, um, and you'll be amazed at what you do pick up. Yeah, thank you, Angie. And I think it, it's actually testament to how you use the membership as a member, because that's a massive part of it. I can put as much as you like in there for you. But if you then consume that and you, you know, you really embrace it, that's when it becomes really powerful, I think, doesn't it? So, yeah. so obviously, there's a monthly fee that you pay to be a member. But I guess it's for me, I think it's about the value you then get back for that that fee each month and being able to pay it on a smaller amount but monthly you know this whole subscription thing for me is actually a way to go I think lots of people really like that now what do you think yeah I think you don't even notice it coming out I mean it is it's very very small it's a very small fee um, and you you don't notice it coming out it it's not going to put a big dent in your pocket but the what you get back from it is tenfold it really is because you know for what you're paying it's the price you know I go and get hubby's coffee things and they're about five pounds for a little tiny box thing yeah well he'll only be able to have a couple of weeks of, of drinking coffee but I'm getting a month um for the price of his monthly coffee takings and yeah. things yeah and I am getting so much information so much support and you know and, and I know that you're there if I was to text you and say oh what's, what's yeah, how yeah. that happen and I know you're there and that support is just invaluable plus everybody else so there's there's the lady Sue who's in there she's got an amazing story and it's interesting to see from her story and what she is bringing to the table what she's got to offer how she can really go global on that she can go big time on yeah, it yeah. Um, and it's that realization of what you've actually got instead of for her she's she's seeing it as a charity it's much more than that isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. it really yeah. is it really is and I think at some point maybe we'll get that story out on the podcast because isn't it a lovely story it is yeah I saw today what she'd done with her leaflet and um, that was it, it's amazing so Angie, listen, I want to finish up with uh, next steps for Angie and her fabulous new business. What's exciting about what you're doing next? Well, I have a vision to open an office. Um, I would love to open an office, but not necessarily, I'm not going to do nine to five, but my days of doing nine to five are gone. So now I'm, I'm working out how and where that's going to be. Um, and how it's going to uh, evolve really and that's you know I've got the vision the vision is there it's getting more and more empowered with the training that I'm getting from you um, and it's 
it's just making that now a reality. Yeah, and I think you can really change the kind of future and perception of the solicitors, uh, you know, that it's not that they're all bad. I have met some wonderful solicitors, but there's a stigma attached, and it's a bit like sales, Angie. There's yeah. a stigma attached to sales that we're going to be pushy and force you to buy something. Yeah. You know, and that is my mission is to change how we see sales. And I think perhaps one of your visions and missions is to change how people feel about solicitors, maybe. Yeah, because a lot of people are really worried about bringing their solicitor because they think they're going to be charged. The clock is ticking. So the minute they pick the phone up, they get very scared that, oh, that's, that's just cost me 200 and something pounds to mm. ring the, the law firm. It isn't that at all. You know, you're given a set fee. It is it's conveyancing. Um, if you're into litigation, that's a different model entirely. But when it's conveyancing, you're given a set fee. And no matter how much time I give to somebody, that set fee is still going to be there. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's delivering the service that the customer expects i can i can tell that that's what you're about so that's really awesome yeah thank you now tell us last thing before you go what would be your final parting advice to our listeners i would say if you have a vision if you've got something that you want to change whether it's about you or whether it's about your business really get involved with um, uh, Jules's company is amazing. It is, you, you really can't go wrong with that. But I really would say, take the leap of faith and do it. You don't know where you're going to end up. Right, my granddaughter's just oh, told yeah. me. Yeah. Come home. So it's shoot for the moon. Even if you miss, you'll land amongst the stars. Love it. Hello. <laughs> Sophie. Hi. Hi, Sophie. You're joining a podcast live. Welcome to us. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's such a great way to finish, isn't it, our discussions? Because I think, you know, this is half, half the thing, isn't it? Have a go. Just, just try. Have faith in yourself as well. If, you've, if you have a vision and you have something you want to change, have faith in yourself and, and do it. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. Thank you, Angie. And I just have to tell the audience, I did not pay Angie for any of the <laughs> bigging up that she did for me. <laughs> But I appreciate it. <laughs> Angie, it's a real pleasure. It's a pleasure to meet you, get to know you more than when I first met you originally. To have you in the membership is amazing. And Thank you. for you to have been a podcast guest today with me, I, I love that you joined me. Thank you. And thank you for giving me the opportunity because it's a great, great way forward for me. Thank yeah, you. it's a pleasure. We'll make sure everybody listens to this conversation for you. <laughs> And listeners, if you have just listened to our fabulous human conversation, Angie and I, I, I know you will have felt her warmth come through the screen if you're watching and even just your earphones if you're walking the dog. She's a wonderful lady. I'm very proud of everything that she's done so far in the membership and I know she's going to be amazingly successful. Please like and comment if you want to on whatever platform you have listened to and we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and of course, SoundCloud. Join us again next time on The Human Conversation, and thank you for listening. Ta-ta for now. 
You've just been listening to the Human Conversation podcast with Jules White. To find out more about the other work that Jules does, please visit her website, www.liveitloveitsellit.co.uk. And if you enjoyed the podcast, then please do leave a rating and review on the platform you use to enjoy her show. Thanks for listening and see you next time.